T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris thanks so much for listening uh we do not have beer today (laughs) that was patrick's mouth if you were not aware that's my fault totally Uh, my fault it's all good we didn't really communicate before doing the podcast today we we knew what the episode was like weeks ago so i think this was just like yeah we'll talk about it this week it's fine and i totally thought it was mike's turn to bring beer uh but mike's turn to bring beer was last week when i wasn't in yeah and i totally forgot that i wasn't here last week so that's my bad it's okay it's all good we don't (laughs) we don't need to have beer for the podcast about beer it's fine it's totally fine yeah what do we know we're seltzer bros anyway yeah i mean (laughs) just give me a cider please uh so uh, the podcast today will be our first in a long time for location-based podcasts, mm-hmm. as you have returned from Minneapolis-St. Paul. We did a little tease of uh, what you had done up to that point last week. We recorded it on Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. And you had only been there for like a day or two at that point, so you hadn't done a ton. Well, I was in the middle, but I hadn't like really hit my stride of Yeah, of the you cool went stuff. to Surly and you... Mm-hmm. That was kind of kind of really what you had I, done. Yeah, kind of all I'd really reported on at that um, point. So we'll get a, a full report on the beer scene in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Uh, my, my ex-wife's family is from there, and I have heard many times over that... Minneapolis considers itself a great craft beer city. If CBC is in Minneapolis, it is a great craft beer city. I wondered if maybe it was there purely because it's in the center of the country. No, it ro- easy it, to get. It to. rotates around. Uh, next year's in Nashville. Oh, cool. Um, you know, during the pandemic, it was supposed to be in San Antonio, uh, but it didn't make it. It's been here in Portland. It was here in Portland, I think, seven, eight years ago, something like that. Uh, it's done Denver, which everybody groans about because everybody goes to Denver for GABF. And mm-hmm. the whole point of going somewhere is to do something new and fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like they wouldn't be in Minneapolis if it wasn't a good craft beer s- spot. Well, we'll get to that uh, as part of the location-based podcast. You can find us most places. You can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, Odyssey app, 10 to the fan. Dot com. You can find us Instagram.com slash beers on us. You can DM us there. We'll uh, we'll at least see it at the very least and then bring it up on the podcast and as we respond as well. And then uh, our personal pages. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PD085 on Instagram. That is where you can find us. Mm-hmm. Um, we can beer wise. Mine wasn't uh, overly spectacular. Uh, I had a cool experience uh, of sharing a beer with my girlfriend who loved it, loved it. And that was uh, a Coco Cow. Oh, 
She was really talking to me, girl. Yep, she really wanted to have a dessert. What's her phone number? You think I can get her phone number? Uh, sure. <laughs> oh, all right. I mean, I'm. A, I don't feel it. <laughs> Got at a confidence over there. Huh, I don't buddy? feel at risk over here. No. <laughs> I don't know. She likes cocoa cow, dude. All right. <laughs> um, she also likes that. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. I don't want her phone number anymore. <laughs> Um, so she said she wanted a dessert beer and she doesn't drink a lot, but you know, occasionally she likes to have a dark beer. She's a, a dark beer, dark beer gal like I am. And, um, she really wanted to get like a, a oatmeal stout or something like light and easy. And they didn't have a ton of that as an option, but I looked and I, I saw the cocoa cow. I was like, you know what? I bet you, you will like this beer quite a bit. And, uh, she did. She took a sip and she was like, ooh, I like this a lot. Nice. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I got What's you. Up, girl? I, I knew. I What's knew. Sub, baby. Um, so that was fun just to watch her enjoy that beer. I didn't have anything that was like particularly amazing this week. I did have, every once in a while, I will try a beer from the brewery. B-R-U-E-R-Y, which is yep, out of yep. California, correct? Makes a lot of stuff you would love. Yes, they do a lot of really desserty stouts. Uh, sometimes too sweet. Sometimes just right. This one was one I just had to try. It was a uh, banana nut muffin stout. And I've not really had banana in stouts too often. Mm -hmm. And I like banana nut muffins a lot. And I thought it would be really interesting to try. It was really good. Mm. It was a little sweet. Not there. Remember, it's my palate here. So for a lot of people, it's probably way too sweet. For the brewery, it was a little sweet. Some of their stuff is like sickeningly sweet sure and it got good banana quality it was it was it was like it had a good breadiness to it which kind of gave me a bit of like an oatmeal stout vibe as opposed to just a straight up imperial stout like it was i liked it i thought it was good okay and it didn't overpower like sometimes with those stouts you'll get halfway through and you're like oh my god i can't have another sip of this banana i can't have another sip of this vanilla no i enjoyed it and it got warm and it still tasted good so that was the one that i had this week that i thought was the most uh most notorious for me so beyond that nothing crazy uh my week in beer i mean i was obviously in minneapolis for for most of it and you know we'll get to that in a little bit uh i'd like to share some stuff uh from from you guys on on instagram but also uh i i i, I didn't have hot water for five days at my house oh the hot water heater uh wet the bed uh the day before i came home uh, from Minneapolis, uh, so I don't really know a whole lot that's going on in my life. I do know that I had a fresh hot shower yesterday, mm. uh, being Tuesday. That must have been that incredible. Was absolutely incredible. I've been living out of a toiletry bag for ten days. Yeah, because we went to my bachelor party, and then uh, I was home for two hours, and then jumped on a plane to go to Minneapolis. Uh, so I'm home. Uh, but anyway. That, cold showers, no fun. Uh, I did not take cold showers. I found other people's showers and showered in them. Uh, but I'd like to give a shout out to uh, to Jeremy. I just am picturing you wandering the streets, walking up to people. Change. No, no, no. Shaking them. Do you have a shower that has hot water? I would do anything for it. Sir, please. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to Jeremy, who's one of our, one of our diehard P1s. Uh, he is currently in Maine right now, and he is at Maine. He was at Maine Beer Co. Oh, is that the one that does breakfast, lunch, dinner? Yep, earlier Ooh. today, and just was raving about it. And I was chatting with him. 
giving him some love about how that brewery is on one of my bucket lists just because I hear the spot's really cool. I like their beer. We just saw a little bit of drop of Maine Beer Co. in town, which is really rad uh, to always see that. And then uh, I will tease this because I do think this could be a fun conversation. And uh, RJ, who is a longtime listener of our radio shows, along with this podcast, RJ and I had a really nice back and forth, and he was kind of weird. He was kind of talking about he had a Pliny the Elder, and then he had a main lunch, both on draft, back to back. On he was draft? On draft. Ooh. And he was kind of talking about- Where was he getting this on draft? Yeah, I don't, probably some cool place at the coast. Who knows? And he was kind of talking about, does order of drinking affect your perception? And that's actually not where I'm going, but he brought that up, and so we were kind of- Back and forth on Instagram, chatting about it. I think the answer is yes. And I, I agree as well. But what I didn't realize was I, when I was at CBC, I was asking this question to some, some of the locals or people that that know Oregon beer and just IPAs in general. And so I think this could be a fun conversation for you and I to have, and especially if we can get uh, some package of it fresh. Are you a Pliny the Elder guy or are you a Sticky Hands guy? Mm. They're both double IPAs that yep. aren't really considered double IPAs. Right. Just considered, you know, we're in a little microcosm up here in the in the Northwest. Pliny's a lot more nationwide, worldwide known. But everybody up here knows Sticky Hands. Yeah, Sticky is a hop experience Sti- ale. And Sticky is just kind of its own brand. Yep. Kind of like Pliny, which has me wondering, would you rather have a Pliny or a sticky hands. Ooh, that's interesting. So just from you saying that, my initial reaction is a I was going to say, is this worth a long conversation? Sure. Or yes. do you want to talk about it now? No, no, no. I if you that hey, I'm totally on board with coming up with episodes on the fly. If I can find fresh package of both, this could be a fun experiment. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. I will not tell you what I would prefer. That, my friends, is called an accidental tease. So <laughs> I'm curious. We'll put this on the on on the back burner. We'll try to come up with it at some point once I can find them. Are you a Pliny kid or are you a Sticky kid? And there's a lot of factors that go into that. Well, I think nostalgia, because that's what I said to him. There's nostalgia. There's locality. There's all this stuff. The one thing I was going to bring up is one is easy to get. The other is more difficult for us. Which is a factor. Um, and then on the flip side, for those who live in Northern California, you could say the same thing, but the opposite way. Also a factor. Yes. Uh, so in terms of that, I think it's, you know, if you live in Oregon, Pliny might be more sought after, just as a tease for what we'll talk about, because you don't get it all the time. But if both are equal. What would you prefer? That's what I've been thinking about for the last, like, four days. Just staying up late at night. I'm picturing the meme. Not getting any work done. I'm picturing the meme of you staring off on the side of the bed and uh, your your fiancé looks over at you with an angry face. What is he thinking about? He's thinking about other girls. (laughs) And And you're like, like, Pliny or Sticky. The little bubble pops up and it's like a bottle of Pliny and a bottle of Sticky. And you're like. I just am so confused. (laughs) I just don't don't know. know. If it was um, blind pig, that'd be easy. <laughs> yeah, sticky hands. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's kind of my weekend beer. I want to give a shout out to some of the listeners. And it was funny because I was at CBC and I was talking to some of our local peeps. And I was like, by the way, man, I see all these like yahoos running around like Pliny the Elder and Russian River hats. And you just had me thinking, 
Would you rather have Pliny or Sticky Hands? Oh, and they gave you answers? Oh, yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Maybe that's next week's episode. Just talking with some of the Crosby well, Hop kids. We yeah. got to get the Pliny first. But, um, okay, cool. Uh, let's talk about Minneapolis St. Paul beer scene. So I, I know very little about it, even though I've been there 7 million times at this point in my life. Um, the only place I really went to was Surly, and I enjoyed the beer there. And I've had actually Surly beer out here. I've seen it at Market of Choice, and I, I've, I've still enjoyed it. And uh, the problem is, is that the my ex family or family in law, they would just get like Lagunitas, and like mm-hmm. if they had an event, it would just be like grocery store beer, Lining Kugels and Lagunitas. Yeah, yeah. And like Lining Kugels is from Wisconsin, so it's somewhat regional. It's still over really there. local. Yeah. yeah, it's grocery store beer. They I did, saw some new Glarus. You yeah. Know, yep. Spotted cow. Stuff uh, they like would that. have Goose Island, you know, stuff like that. Ooh, spotted cow. That's one I forgot about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had spotted cow as well. Um, so I didn't really get to truly experience the craft beer scene in Minneapolis, despite the fact that I'd been there a million times. So I'm really curious, especially because you went for a craft beer conference. Mm-hmm. What? And I've heard good things about Minneapolis beer. I've just been skeptical. How was Minneapolis St. Paul beer? And what are your thoughts on it? Well, I, th- I think what's really interesting about it and what I learned really quickly and was reinforced the entire time that I was there is that that is a very different culture than what we have out here for and beer I mean, or for in general I, I mean in general yeah but it, it it translates to beer as well um it felt very much like craft beer out there was still just like a cool thing we go do like yeah we go to the brewery hey you want to drink some craft beer yeah let's go get some craft beer you want to drink some crappy beer? Yeah, we'll go to the dive bar. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Yeah, it's to where out here, I mean, obviously we're biased. We do this podcast and, you know, we we, we live in this world. And you listeners are obviously in the world because you listen to this yeah, podcast. We care a whole lot more. We care a whole lot more about not just the quality of what's in the what's in the pint glass, but... We're breaking everything down. We're breaking labels down. We're breaking down atmospheres. We're breaking down names. We're breaking down everything. The lineage, like this person used to brew at this brewery, and then they went to that brewery. Now they open this new spot, and we all got to go. Yeah. Like, it's very different than that. Craft beer is a big part of this city and this region's identity. Right. So much so that... I actually wasn't able to drink that much Minnesota beer because everywhere I went, like when we went for events or meeting up with friends or other breweries and stuff, we walked into places that had Blue Moon, Deschutes Fresh Squeezed, which is funny to see Deschutes all over Minnesota. Yeah. And those Goose Island and those heavy macro beers. It's not like here. Going, had, going had, to non-breweries does not present craft beer. Correct. Correct. And because of everything going on, we're not able to bounce around to all these breweries. Now, I was able to have a few things in the Midwest. Um, obviously, we drank at Surly for a while. I had some Summit beer because I got to go to the RAR malting facility's 175th anniversary. It's the largest malting facility in America, in the nor- in North America. Wow. They've got train tracks that roll through the malting facility because they just fill boxcars for days every day because it ships out through all of North America. That's amazing. So, like, that was cool. And I drank Summit, which is kind of like their Deschutes 
I guess is what everyone told me. What is Surly and then like? Surly then? is kind of like their, I don't know, like their Ninkasi. Okay. Like not quite as big, but old enough that everybody knows. Okay. Uh, I Surly felt Surly felt very Deschutes to me. Okay. Just like the, the actual the, vibe. The atmosphere, the food, the styles, everything like that, the experimentation, the facility felt very... Very Deschutes, very Sierra Nevada. That might be a better way. Pale ale. Whoa. Um, I actually walked up to the bar and I said, do you have Sierra Nevada pale ale on draft? And they said, we do. And I went, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And ordered one. And it was absolutely delicious. I don't know if I was just struggling for West Coast beer, uh, but or if it was fresh or whatever, but it, it, it was maybe one of the best Sierra Nevada Pale Ales I've ever had. I think it's probably because you were struggling for West Coast yeah, beer at yeah. that point. Um, but but I did have some cool things. Um, I was I found this brewery called Falling Knife, um, and I had... It's kind ter- of a badass name. Terminally Chill was a West Coast IPA with Idaho 7, Centennial Citra, and Columbus Cryo Hops. A little classic there. And super solid. Super solid. What I really wanted to do was I wanted to I wanted to go to, by the way, their liquor laws there are crazy. At Surly, they can't sell beer to go. At all. Really? Yeah. So it's just the bar? Yep. And, and if you want to buy packaged Surly beer, you have to go to the liquor store. Interesting. Because they make so much beer that the state laws do not allow them a license to sell it to go. I think that's something that I don't know if we can tackle on this podcast or not, but the various state liquor laws are so bonkers weird. It's unbelievable. I was talking with the logistics guy at Surly and like that is a position. Like that is a serious position. They've got an event space and three bars in their location. They have a second location. They brew the before COVID they did 90,000 almost 100,000 barrels. Post COVID, they're looking, they're crawling back into like sixty thousand. I can't imagine what that job's like. And he was telling me about their liquor laws, and I was like, "This is absolutely unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable." You can't sell. Hey, I love this beer. You're like, yeah, that's one of our core brands. You put it in six packs. Yeah, we do. Can I get one? No. <laughs> I was like, "Excuse me, I can't." I, I hey, this one off. Can I get a crowler of that? No. That's wild. Absolutely insane. Well, okay. Does that not lead a little bit of? Uh leads you to why maybe the craft beer scene is weird at restaurants there. Maybe because, so. Because, like, you go to breweries to drink their beer, you don't take their beer home. Right. So, like, if you go to a bar, you're not drinking another brewery's beer, or you might, but it's going to be, like, you know, one or two things. Because if you want craft beer, you are required to go to the brewery. Almost. Yeah. It, it almost was, feels like that. And the, and then the flip side of it was me and a buddy, we went to the liquor store to go buy... because. What I want to do is I wanted to go into the Midwest and see all these beers that I've heard about, that I've never had, never seen, but all these famous Midwest beers that everybody talks about. I wanted to see if I could find some King Sue from Toppling Goliath, which is this famous hazy that I'm sure I wouldn't really care for, but I was like, I want to try that. Uh, Where is that based out of? They're based out of Iowa. Okay. So it's just like, I just wanted to find all those little... Those big blast beers that are the Midwest. And we went to the liquor store and every beer we found was three to five months old. Yeah. Similar to my Jersey experience. Mm-hmm. 
The only thing I found was I did get some Three Floyds zombie dust uh, that was two months old. Uh, and I had that, and I was really excited because I've never had it before. And people rave about it. I mean, it's kind of like a Midwest beer. And I had it, and in no shocker, Tom at, 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 at Boneyard used to work at Three Floyds. And I had this zombie dust, and I was like, wow, this really reminds me of Boneyard RPM. <laughs> and and surely enough, it did. And, you well, know, that was, was a good thing. Then. Yeah, yeah, it was two months old. Uh, which isn't usually in my wheelhouse, but I was really excited to... That's still like in the safe zone, but at the very end To of taste it. the can, yeah. And it's so funny, I come back from Minnesota, and you know what I drank the most of? Miller High Life. Mm. Every place we went. What do you want? Uh, what do you got on draft? You look over there, what do you, what do you got on there? Shoots for a squeezed? Man, I live in Oregon. <laughs> I live in Washington now, but you know what I mean. Uh, I'll have a high life. And you're at a craft brewers conference where... Everybody just wants to drink High Life yeah. or Rainier or uh, Grain Belt Premium, which was Grain the big Belt beer, Premium, the big beer in Minnesota. Grain Belt Premium. Okay, it's just their Olympia. It's okay, their hold Rainier. On, hold on. It's a question. I know we've talked about this, like drink what the brewer wants to drink, and that's why Pilsners and all that kind of sure. stuff. You're telling me that at this craft beer conference, yeah, not necessarily because of the options, but just because they're brewers. Everyone was just drinking High Lives and Rainiers? Yes. That's strange to me. Is it because you work in craft beer, so you just want to have a non-craft beer as like your escape from craft beer? Yeah, probably. But it's easy. It's yeah. easy. It's light. Simple. You don't have to think about it. It's yeah. consistent. You know, you don't have to say, you know, like, like I talk about, you know, fat shout out to Lisa Allen and the whole crew at Heater Allen Brewing. Uh, I love that Heater Allen Pills, but I don't have to, every time I taste it, it's kind of like, oh, is this as good as the last batch? Is this as good as the next batch? Blah, blah, blah. When you drink a Miller High Life, it tastes the same no matter where you are. Right. I guess that's a fair point. It's comfort. Yeah. It's home. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I feel bad that I wasn't able to drink as much Minnesota beer as I wanted to. But it just didn't but seem I as just possible. just slid into the culture. It's very strange, man. I am very much not a Midwest kid. Yeah. That's what I learned. Uh, I couldn't find vegetables for six days. That was very difficult. Uh, I got back. Uh, I bet you you could find some cheese, though. Uh, I've been I've been fairly good on my on on my food regimen lately. I am getting married. I'm trying to look decent, and I love beer, so I've got to sacrifice the crazy things in food to allow me to eat beer, drink beer. Excuse me. And I, I think get that was more of a Freudian slip and, there. <laughs> and and I get back home, and my fiance's looking at me. And she's like, "Yeah, you've been to Minneapolis, huh?" I was like, I didn't even think I I drank I drank less carb beer. She's like, How many Juicy Lucy's you have? And I was like, Oh God. Ooh, did you like the Juicy Lucy? Uh, I went to this place called Matt's. That's uh, the original Juicy Lucy. That is Lucy. the original Juicy Lucy and uh as advertised. Yeah. Uh, I do not want to eat one at any time soon. Uh, but it was absolutely spectacular. Funny, I've actually never been to Matt's. I've had Juicy Lucy's there. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Also, like your mouth will never recover for two weeks because it burns the absolute living hell out of your mouth. Yeah, Matt's, um, I'm really glad we went there. Um, they have a flat top that's, I don't know, three feet wide and a foot deep. That's probably been the same flat top for 20 years. Probably and longer than that. Boy, that thing is seasoned. Yeah. You ain't got to do nothing to them to that meat. That flat it's, top's probably like 80 years old. It's just, it was absolutely, absolutely incredible. Side note, uh, I had my first White Castle, 
like really? true White Castle. Okay. Because uh, I know you can like buy them in the store and they're free. It's never drive. the same. No. I've never had one because I was like, that that sounds dumb. Uh, the boys decided there were six of us and the boys decided to go to White Castle and buy a hundred very White nice. Castles. I think those of us who live near White Castles have done something similar to that in yes. the past. And so I was like, wow, this is awesome. Did you get you a know? Crave case? Is that we got a Crave is? case and you know we're lubed up and I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm hungry. I'm like, we did the math. Y'all got to eat this many. We're like, we can do this. I ate two of them. It is probably the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my entire really? life. Really? I think White Castle is absolutely atrocious. So White Castle Somebody is... was like, it's the same as like In-N-Out Burger. And I was like, first of all, I understand that a lot of people think In-N-Out is overrated. I'm very aware of that. I'm very aware of half the time you get In-N-Out and it's cold or it's not great. I'm very aware of that. That is edible. White Castle is some of the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my life. That's not real meat. Um, so White Castle is very divisive. You either love it or you hate it. I think it's atrocious. There's no foul. in between. I love White Castle. Wow. Um, I well, maybe love is a strong term, but for that style of food, love it like you lo- like I love Taco Bell. Yes, I don't eat Taco Bell ever, yeah. but I love Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's nostalgia. I mean, obviously, I found way better burgers in my life than White Castle, and even. Where I grew up, there's a place called White Mano, which makes sliders, and it is godly. Um, I love White Castle, and I love their chicken rings, and I love the burgers, and I could eat 25 of those easy. It's just different strokes, you know? It is by far one of the most disgusting things I've ever had, and so I, I stopped eating them, and the boys kept eating them. So five people had to and finish then, 98 of and them? And then reheated some in the morning, mm. and... That clearly we got they, those. We got those on Wednesday. Clearly, they liked it enough. They reheated them on Thursday to eat them again, and on Friday, on our way leaving Minneapolis, every single person was like, "I hate my body, and my body hates me." Well, that's what happens when you eat thirty-five sliders. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever had. That's a massive. As statement. far as like fast food goes, I don't think I've ever had anything more disgusting. That's uh, disappointing to hear, but you know what? I understand because I've heard it before. Yeah. Uh, I had two, I had three of them total. Cause the next day they were like, come on, man, take another shot. Maybe you were in a weird spot. I was like, all right, I'll clearly, take another clearly shot. they liked it enough. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll take another shot. And I was like, yep, this is awful. <laughs> I never want to taste this again <laughs> ever. Well, you never have to. It's not real meat. I'd rather eat Taco Bell three times a day for 10 days straight. That's also not real meat. I'd rather eat that. Yeah. Without a doubt. Easily. At least it comes with fire sauce. I mean, you have to put it on yourself. So? <laughs> I don't want to die when I eat it. I want to die after I eat it. Boy, that's interesting. I, I'd rather die after I eat it than die while I'm eating it. <laughs> it's just interesting that the culture there is so weird with craft beer that despite being there for a craft beer conference, mm-hmm. you didn't get to experience Minneapolis craft beer in the way you thought you would. Yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 really strange. I mean, there were some events at some places that I could have gone to and could have checked out. I mean, I'm busy at the conference. I'm actually trying to go to seminars and try to learn things and 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 be a better industry person by being there. But yeah, man, didn't feel as accessible. That's the thing is, it didn't feel as accessible. I think the one thing that I remember the most about Minnesota is that. I have never been to a place that was more chain-based than Minneapolis in the suburbs. Now, downtown Minneapolis has some good restaurants, and they've got some a decent food culture there. Decent keyword. You leave the city and you go to the burbs, it's like 90-10 
chains yeah. and then local places, and everybody there just eats at the chains. Mm-hmm. People talk about food deserts. It is a food desert. Yeah. There is not a lot of good options there to eat. I spent five days looking for vegetables. The only vegetables I could find were potatoes, deep fried as French fries. <laughs> That's it. Mm. Um, Onions, caramelized in grease. Yes. Or deep fried as onions. Or grease. deep fried. Yeah, so I think it's just a very weird food and drink culture there. It's a very, like, chain-based, basic, for lack of a better term, food culture. And I think a lot of the Midwest is similar. But in Minneapolis, they got two of the largest breweries in the United States, in Summit and Surly. And Juicy Lucy's. And they got Juicy Lucy's. Well, there you go. There's our Minneapolis-St. Paul episode. They're known for craft beer. It's just hard to get it. Uh, yeah, and I'm and again, I, I don't want to trash. I don't. I don't want to say. I, I definitely didn't have a bad time. I had a great time. Uh, I've never been there before, and I love going places I've never been. Uh, it did. Yeah, like I said, it, it felt more like it felt extra to get into the craft beer scene. It was not as accessible. Ooh. You know, you go to San Diego, you go to Seattle, you go to Denver, um, you go to Austin. Like the 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 beer is accessible. It felt like I had to jump through hoops to get it to the point where I was like, you know what, lady? Can I just have a high life? I think I asked you before you went to do this. Did you get to experience the greatest airport bathroom of all time at MSP? Uh, just any of their bathrooms? In the main walkway with all the st- all the stores and stuff, mm-hmm. they have these uber fancy bathrooms that are like marble and are written like the men and women is written like vertically. My friend, they're all that way now. And they're amazing, aren't they? That airport was fantastic. It's a great great airport. Five stars. And that bathroom is immaculate, isn't it? Five stars. Yeah. I loved that airport. And I was there for like four hours on Friday. Yeah, it's it's a pretty nice airport, but those bathrooms. mm, Five star. mm. Five star? Hot airport bathroom time. Loved it. Uh, okay, so we're going to just do a quick little uh, mini beer of the week here because uh, we had some beer during the baseball show, and uh, I had actually never had this beer, and I thought it was phenomenal, and it surprised me because it's a style I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Our beer of the week is a brewery we have not discussed in quite some time. Nope. But a brewery that lives in my brain all the time. Yes. Uh, 5440 out of We had their Cascadia Kolsch. With two K's. Um, I've never had that beer before. I have not seen that beer in cans before. You brought it in a little six pack for me or for us and blown away. So smooth, so drinkable, like really delicate, nuanced flavors. Mm-hmm. And like some beers are just refreshing. That one was refreshing. And I, I don't dislike Kolsch's, but I would never, ever go out of my way to drink a Kolsch. That was amazing. I rarely order Kolsch's when I'm at a brewery, even breweries I trust. Um, I I tend to be more of, obviously, I'm a Hellas kid if you listen to this. Um, I, you know, I'm interested in export lagers, Dortmunders, uh, and and Pilsners to an extent. You know, I'm I'm on the Italian Pilsner train if it's done well. West Coast IPA. Um, obviously, yeah, the other styles that I love. But when it comes to those beers, I rarely order a Kolsch. In my younger days, Double Mountain, that was the Kolsch. You know, that was the Kolsch. That's the best. Still to this day, it's the best beer they make out there. It's fantastic. 
Uh, and then I got into beer and got really crazy. And then it was like, oh, you know, the best Kolsch in America multiple times over is chucking a Kolsch. And, you know, trust those those yahoos with their loggers and stuff like that. Uh, but 5440, uh, we at Grains, we have a phenomenal relationship with those guys. They're they're excellent. They're good people. They work really hard. I love going to their spot. Uh, their GM I lived with randomly 15 years ago. Uh, so that's kind of a cool tie-in. But what, but what happened was I had one the other day because I went to the North Bank uh, Brewers Guild meeting. And Bolt Minister, who is the head brewmaster owner over at 5440, he... Also the head of coolest name I've heard in a long time. <laughs> he is, He's a great guy. Bolt uh, Minister. Yeah, absolute awesome dude. And he is one of the chairman of the North Bank Brewers Guild. And so I went to the meeting the other day, and everybody usually brings their beer. We were at Trapdoor, and people bringing in beer, and I hadn't had his Kolsch. And that's like his flagship beer. And I'd had it for a while, but I always loved it. And I tasted it and was like, oh, right, Bolt, this beer's still killing it. He's like, thanks, man. We make a lot of it. I appreciate it. And so then I had to stop to get some gas on my way to come down here. And I realized, oh, crap, I don't have beer for us for the baseball show. And I literally went to the gas station, grabbed a six-pack of Cascadia Kolsch. It said 330 on the bottom, March 30th. I said, let's go. Dude, it, and that, I grabbed it. That and was a month and a week old. The beer's fantastic. That tasted as fresh as it could be. That beer's great. Yeah. That beer's great. In fact, I would argue it is easily a top five beer made in Southwest Washington. Uh, I don't know how much uh, it's how much you can find it over here in Oregon in the Portland market, but if you're in Southwest Washington, that's one of the top five bangers. You know, that's what you're going to see at every plaid pantry, at every Minute Mart, at every at Ben's Bottle Shop, at at Tap Uni. You know, like you you pick a spot, you're going to find that beer there because it's incredible. I just I was blown away by how refreshing it was, and sometimes I'll I, I I'll have two when we do the baseball show if mm-hmm. it's, if it's short boys, and sometimes I won't, just depending on how it feels. I finished the first one and I was like, oh, I'm having another. Yeah. One. Like I need to have another yeah. one of these beers. It's really, really, really good. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll take you. I'll take you out to fifty four forty sometime and just. I've see been the spot. there once before. Um, it is in the strangest location yep. possible. Totally, like hidden among like other factories and stuff. Yeah, I go down there every once in a while because the dumps down there. Yeah, and so I get to like as as someone who just moved and is getting out of bachelor life, I got a lot of stuff to throw away. I actually have a very, <laughs> I actually have a very bad memory there, uh, based around my my now former marriage. So I'd like to go back and make a nice memory. Of that. Oh yeah, man, I I I love those guys. I I can't rave more about fifty four forty. I I think they make really great stuff. I think they're easily one of the best breweries in Southwest Washington. And uh, yeah, if you're out in Camas Washougal, I mean, obviously come say hi. What's up, Grains around? Well, uh, but definitely go hit fifty four forty. Well, there you go. Our beer of the week is the Cascadia Kolsch from fifty four forty in the Shug. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. I'm very excited to do this Sticky Hands Pliny the Elder whenever we can get our hands on the Pliny. Yep. And uh, so that'll be coming up. I mean, we keep saying it. I think we can probably go back out on location now pretty comfortably. Yeah, without a doubt. And speaking of locations, I forgot to. I want to tell this story real quickly. Okay. I ran into our good friend Darren from Pelican. Hi, Darren. He was at CBC. Well, you're not listening, so. And I said, hey, Darren, how you doing? And he goes, I'm okay. I was like, what are you doing out here? You don't care. He was like, I don't care. But I judged. And I was like, I've never been to Minnesota. I'll hang out for CBC. Very, very downplayed. Very everything. Darren. Very downplayed everything. And I was like, "You put some beers in a World Beer Cup?" And he goes, "Yeah, I don't care." He's like, "Yeah, I, th- I think they're okay. We'll see." And I was like, "Well, 
I mean, you guys are massively decorated, so you don't need any more medals. He was like, yeah, we done the thing, we're okay. He's in like, um, American Golden Ale category or something like that. Gold medal, Kawanda Cream, Pelican Brewery. And he stands up and goes, yeah! And throws both fists in the air and looks around the most excited I've ever seen him in life. And I was like, you don't care, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that was part of my, I posted this the other day on Instagram. That was my shout out. Uh, a, a massive love to, uh, to, to Darren at Pelican for treating me so well out there. A massive love to Lisa Allen for that Heater Allen Pills that I love so much that won a gold. Her, the Heater Allen's, her first major competition medal. And then another shout out to Matt at Ale Song uh, for being uh, just the homie that I ran into everywhere. And a shout out to the migration crew for being cool. Just love you guys. I love traveling across the country and just hanging out with people from back home. <laughs> I do it every time. Well, we don't know what's coming up next week quite yet, but uh, we'll be back next Thursday at 4. Kinsey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.